Anyway, now that we've um, we've listened to hustling to get in the mood, welcome to episode forty-nine. It would totally help if you knew that too. Yeah, I, uh, look, I am <laughs> tired. This is not no, I completely understand. No, you don't. We are professional. The best dads. professional. It's like it's episode forty-eight. It's like five minutes to nine where you are. You don't understand at all. I understand completely. Anyway, episode 48 of the Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast, discussing episode 51 of Hunter Hunter 2011. I am Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, and I do not I do not care what your opinion is. Uh, uh, name is Diego, and I approve this message. Good. My name is Bullet Bees. Ayo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. that makes more sense later on. What's up with the news, man? Yeah. Okay, so for news, um, every weekly Shonen Jump, as of recently, um, has come out with a Hunter Center uh, with their weekly info about info dump about the movie. And this week's was, uh, I guess, a new poster that showed what we may see as the uh, antagonist, okay. the fourth spider, maybe. Uh huh. I don't know if, if you guys if you guys see it. It's like right behind. It's like in the middle of the of the thing, all the way to the back, right behind the spider. Uh, I don't know how, how big is this picture? Like a quarter of an inch, I assume. Uh, it's the one no, on the it's Facebook actually. Page, right? Yeah, it's on our Facebook page. It's also on. <clears throat> I split it out on Twitter feed. Um, again, you can find those at facebook.com slash hxhpodcast or twitter.com slash hxhpodcast. Um, I won't lie, I didn't see him until you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, it's like way the heck in the back. Um, he right. looks awfully lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's way background. Uvo is in this thing too, so clearly he's part of this. Um, I don't know how that's going to work or at what point um, this takes place. This is a future past alternate world. Yeah, I think this is alternate Yorkshin, probably. Well, obviously, because you guys mentioned the whole entire thing about Kuropika having his eyes taken out. And in this picture, he's like got one eye unbandaged. Or perhaps um, some part is a flashback. Right. I bet someone was like, hey, what if we killed Kuropika? And they were like, can't do that. What if we tried, though? And And Leora is there because someone's trying to make him relevant. He's and running, though. He's the one who drives. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody lets Kurapika drive anymore. Nope. I don't know why, but I looked at this guy's character model, and it totally reminded me of, um, God, what's that game series? Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne? Uh-huh. Or, not Nocturne, but uh, what was the other one? Um, Digital Devil Saga. Okay. Yeah, he reminded me a lot of someone from there, but... Um, he's got gray hair. I, obviously, that's all we know. That that's it. I don't know if there's a name or anything. I, I can, again, can't read Japanese, so it'd be great if someone could tell us half the time. Because I post them up thinking or asking for help, and no one's like ever help it helping us. So, um, except for last time, I think it was Prince Leon. I think it was Leon who actually said the guy's name. Right? I think he he actually helped us out there. Yes. But, yeah, other than that, um, Hunter Hunter coming up on the, uh, in top 10 animes every week due to the ratings. Um, 
staying oh, yeah. consistently on yes yeah, it's, it's been staying consistently around like a three nine four two between that range okay um which is just about as good as naruto and almost as good as a rerun of One Piece. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're really shooting for the stars here. I know. That's I just you can't beat that series over over overseas. Not which even is why a rerun. Right. Damn. But if anybody cares, I am now up to the uh, the what's it called? The Heavens Arena in the video game oh yeah game update Sweet. yeah has the gameplay changed any from nope it's still pretty much just you kind of well i mean at, at this point in the heavy heavens arena i'm kind of just facing random people until i earn enough points to make it up to the top which i thought was kind of cool kind of like they added more to the anime like you actually get to work your way up instead of just being like hey you're gonna only fight the people that matter that would be the smart thing to do get your money oh yeah right exactly so Okay, so, um, episode discussion. Name episode is a brutal battlefield. I had to watch twice to find out the name. I was zoning in and out. Um, so it, obviously, um, we know this episode covers, um, the meeting between Neon and Krollo. Um, it also covers the reveal of the assassins. We know the two Zoldic, two of the Zoldic patriarchs, I guess, uh, making appearance as with who are obviously going to be the main assassins and a bunch of scrubs and this one guy with the knife who thinks he's more important than he really is which is kind of funny and you also get which in in my opinion is the most important um part of the episode aside from the prophecy which is the funeral requiem which yeah is handled fantastically in every way um in my notes, I have this bit um, with where Franklin and Shizuku are coming down the street in the car, and the music is playing, and all of it's done silently, and I thought that was really great. And then um, I have here the scene with Franklin and Shizuku's pure poetry, and then at the very end of the episode, um, when they start playing, I guess, what is Uvo's theme song? Um, over the scenes of just murder, and then Krolo comes out. I thought that was. I thought that was still Requiem. Requiem. Yeah, it's whatever. It's at the end though. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's that whole entire. It's that that whole entire song that went even into the end credits because we didn't get an ending theme this that time was, around. Like I love that they used that instead of the end credits because I don't care about the end song anymore. But right, yeah. It, I just don't like that it was the end credits, like. To me, it didn't really fit with the visuals because the song is is dark and oh. stirring, and like you just come off of these really powerful scenes of them killing a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people, and like there's this really bright pictures with a bunch of text and people in dynamic poses, but not really doing anything that you've seen a million times. And it would have been, um, it would even been more powerful if instead of running the picture credits. They just put um, text credits at the bottom of the scenes because there was no talking anyway. Um, All right. And just use that to lead straight into, like, out of skip the Huncyclopedia and let straight into the video. That totally killed it, too, for me. I think, yeah, I think that killed it more. Yeah. The Huncyclopedia or whatever it is. Yeah. 
because yeah because that definitely like you went from all these like crazy awesome gruesome scenes to this like okay fine the visuals change a little bit but it's the ending credits but you still have this awesome song and all of a sudden it's like here comes chibi gone and killua telling us about finks yeah like oh like we really yay, needed to be please. told finks was an enhancer like really he right. he twists people's head off we kind of no, get it we don't but we're not supposed to know that yet are we I mean, was he part of the? Because I remember, like in the manga, you know how they they were given like little insights, right? Like every like cover page, it'd be like, "Hey, um, here's the another uh, person in the spiders." Right. Here's a little detail on what their powers are and what their details is. But I don't remember him ever showing up until later, later. But I mean, like, it's fairly obvious that he's an enhancer, and it really just was like, okay, he's an enhancer, and haha, his name is a reference to Egypt, so he dresses like an ancient Egyptian and a pharaoh from time to time. And then came the preview, which was like non-informative. This gone is here quoting scenes from Romeo and Juliet, and then just like, what? Why? What does this have to do with anything in the show? Like you don't have to pretend that this is a kids show anymore, guys. Yeah, it's you cool. just you just. Show oh, they're gonna try though, especially with that ending crap. I'm I really hope that after they go through the spiders or whatever that's done, like just be over, like get out, get off my TV. You're 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 ruining this. Like at no point. I mean, obviously the end, the beginning is still like departure is still kind of in my mind a little like yay, let's go adventure time like sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, spirit, because it's like the beginning of the series was like that, and that's why I didn't mind it. But now that we're getting into this crowd, which is one of the main reasons why I have been like angry about them not changing the opening song, is just there's no like the themes don't really go together anymore. Like you can smile and try again, like that sort of like yay, everything's gonna be okay. Well, the spiders Doesn't can try really again to itself. kill you, I guess. Right? Yeah, and that's happy. <laughs> Yes, I, but I, I, so. I completely understand what you're saying because um, pretty much what they did and it, it helped with the anticipation when they made um, Departure Part 2 when they started slipping in the images of the spiders and everything and those of us who knew what was coming, like that was a, an awesome kind of um, tip of the hat to us but like it would have been really great if um, it didn't have to be at the beginning of this arc because obviously that was a long time ago but it could have been um, a few episodes before this started, uh, where you could have switched to a darker theme that featured the spiders a little bit more prominently. I would love to see the ending switch out because the static images are just pissing me off. Like, especially yeah, well, especially it's... here where they paired it with a completely different song um, in tone, and it didn't really help me slide out of like like you mentioned. It was jarring. Um, to switch from the Requiem song to Gone and Killua, Unripe Fruit Should Brush Their Teeth. <laughs> Don't stand too close to the television. Yeah, no, I totally get you. Mm-hmm. The um that 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 opening thing though too, like it still shows like scenes from the very first arc and it's like, okay, like we're no longer at Heaven's Arena either. Like they show I'm still riding down the side, so but besides the point, like my thoughts on the episode were it was amazing. Um, it once again made me realize why I hated Neon <laughs> with a passion. I love Neon. Because mm-hmm. she was such like this selfish brat who like 
do you not realize that people are trying to fucking kill you and murder you, Whoa. which is why we're trying to get you out of here in the first she place? She is and what her like, father made her. Right, I yeah. know. And so she's like, oh no, fuck you, daddy. Like, I want, well, she, I want my auction. She knew he wasn't going to give it to her. Like, mm-hmm. apparently there's yeah, a line I, missing from the manga um, where she says to herself, I guess, the minute he said promise, I knew he was lying. And yeah, she's a person who's not aware of her own like safety and security, I guess, because people have always worried about that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was under the assumption, and rightly, that <clears throat> nobody knew her face, uh, because only really if you have access to um, the Hunter website would you know what she looks like, would you know what her bodyguards look like. And the average criminal doesn't have access to that kind of information, even though like you could pay someone to get it for you. So, again, you're a teenager. This is not what you're thinking about. You know what you want, uh, which is to go to the auction. and You want to do it um, by any means possible because you know your father is going to cock block you. And as a, like, as a teenager, you don't really care what your parents have to say. So I suppose so, but I, it's just it seems kind of like a little dangerous. Like, hey, yeah, there's a lot good dangerous. hunters and bad hunters. There's a reason why Melody's wearing this hat and glasses. She was wearing a hat for a while. It's the glasses that's the <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, That's right, always the glasses, been her hat. Like, Right, that's true. She always wears then, a salad bowl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then freaking the other guy with his bandana and glasses. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, that's Japan for Fashu you. Like, that's was like, you his jacket, the, the designs on the sleeves were like a riff on, on Kamina's jacket. Like, the symbol. Like, that's the thing I was looking at. Right. But like, mm-hmm. is this what you guys are going with? Like, you're trying to make him look like a generic biker? This is not going to work. He's, he's, I don't know. I mean, with that mustache, that looks pretty well, generic, bikery. Yeah, he would like they both stand out because they're so ridiculous. No one would ever believe that they're there together independently of a job. So, mm. but like I have in the notes, they completely fail bodyguarding one hundred and one, which is, hey, one of you is female. If she's to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom with her. Don't just be like, like it. It it doesn't matter if she if she wants you to or not. Yeah, just slap her and take her to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. hope you don't get fired or dismembered. But it, you just let her go off by herself without you or her handmaidens. And you just assume that, hey, you know, there's no way there'll be a ninja waiting in the bathroom to kill her. Because mm-hmm. this is our only blind spot. And, like, the, the bodyguards themselves don't really behave with any urgency. Like, the, um, the only recourse they have is oh hey let's call Kurapika and figure out what he's gonna do about this because it obviously doesn't matter if we do our jobs or not <laughs> so the whole the whole thing like everyone's the one that like everyone's at fault except Nihon almost because like she did the most basic bait and switch thing like let me buy a wig in the store <laughs> put it in the and you bag watched him buy it yeah like, I don't think we really saw the scene here, but, like, they're standing there outside the store looking in at her trying on wigs, right? Then she walks out of the bathroom with some girls that she's never met before um, with a wig on and her head down, and you guys just didn't notice that. You are the worst. Well, I mean, if you if you were paying attention, like, obviously, you're, again, the a lot of things went wrong. They know that it's a high alert sort of situation, that they're trying to get her out, and they're just sitting there like, what are we going to do after we get out done with this? I don't know. What do you think? Kurapika. Like, already thinking of a vacation. Right. 
He not only <laughs> would have her, Pika, fix this. He not only would yeah. have noticed, he would have walked over there, slapped her, grabbed her by the hand, and like dragged her back to the hotel and like mm-hmm. told her she couldn't have dinner or something. Yep. He would just like wrap one of his chains that isn't tied to the spiders <laughs> around her. He'd probably get a real chain. Like, yes. listen. He was, he was just he would just bring real chains with him everywhere. Just chain her right. to the bedpost and be like, "You are going to stay here until I come back and get you. I will hear no objections." <laughs> and then she'll cry. Yep. Damn. But um, we got we got we also got some information about um the positioning of the Nostrad family, um, which if you've been paying attention is pretty weak. Um, this. Fat guy, who I swear his name was said in the manga, but I don't remember if it was said here. But he clearly looks down his nose at Kurupiki. He doesn't understand why he had to be there. And in talking about the Nostrad family, he's just like, you know, if um, Light wasn't using his daughter the way he is to um, manipulate everyone around him, basically, by telling futures, by selling fortunes, um, by really getting into the sweet spot with the Ten Dawns, he wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have to respect him. We definitely wouldn't have to bring the 17-year-old twerp in here with us. Um, we have all these pro-level assassins. Yeah, but I think it's kind of an interesting like take on how low other Mafia family or members or whatever, because I'm never really, really sure where this guy belongs to. Um, He's probably the secretary. Right, he's someone that obviously worked his way through the ranks, or at least maybe he was born. I don't fucking know, but he feels that he's above the Nostrad family, and he comes in and he, t- you know, their Kurapika wants to be part of it, and then he starts talking shit to him. Well, he doesn't really want to and... be part of it. Like his boss sent him there. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And but yeah, go ahead. He starts. Sorry, I was going to say that he starts talking shit to Nostrad because Nostrad was there too. Yeah. And then that's when they start like, Nostrad's like, you know what? You know, jealousy among men is pathetic or whatever. <laughs> and in the manga, like, he turns around and fucking Zenji just pops him in the face. And that's when Kuropika turns around and pulls on and his puts little a knife to his throat. Right, he puts a switchblade and pulls it on, his, on him. But I actually like the interpretation here in Madhouse because... As a bodyguard, you don't let your fucking boss get punched in the face. Yeah. Like, the moment he cocks mm-hmm. back, you fucking pull your knife out, and you're like, here, no, that's not happening. Go sit down. Take, yeah. <laughs> take a seat, Mr. He's Governor. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, like, you're Chinese basically... With your tiny glasses. It's like, it's your job to get in the way, even if he looks like he's about to start something. Like, you don't have to hit him, but, like, you just get in the way and wait for your boss to say, no, it's cool, stand down. Right. So. With him and his gravity-defying glasses. Mm-hmm. So, as they're riding back to the... Um, I, like, when I read in the manga, I guess I glazed over this. Uh, but we get a really interesting look at the power dynamics in Yorkshin as well. Um, Kurapika wonders, Hey, you know, why do we have the police making traffic stops for what is known worldwide as a mafia event? And Nostrad explains to him hey, um, this town is very heavily connected to the mafia. A lot of money was spent bribing people and buying votes so that we could get the mayor elected and the police chief is a protege of the mayor. So, yeah, we get the police to come out to functions like this and get them all killed. 
because mm-hmm. they're under all oh, there are lap dogs so haha <laughs> yes like it's cool we bought the fuck out of this city <laughs> right <laughs> so they get the call that neon has gone missing while they're there and Kurpik is just like well you know it's cool we'll probably edit the same place anyway um because you lied to her and i guess she knows so she doesn't have tickets which we learn is important so we should be able to catch her pretty easily because they're going to turn her away and you just tell them to keep her there. And it's kind of obvious who the person in the car is when he pulls up um, on account of this is the suit he was wearing. But we get to see um, Krolo just doing his best um, smooth impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, he shows up all all like a savior, like, hey, I heard you want to go to the auction? I have a pass conveniently that you need to go through here <laughs> though he was creeping earlier right exactly like, like yeah. hey little girl you want to get in this car with us in this car with a stranger Total yeah stranger. okay not a problem right i have here someone really ought to teach neon a lesson about getting into cars with strange men with head wounds <laughs> right because <laughs> most likely this guy has amnesia okay which means he'll kill you because you mean nothing to him all right. Yes, yeah. you're just a time play to him. <laughs> he will just kill you, okay? Dude, it's like in the in the original version, like they had a little filler scene where she's just like leaning over the bridge, just like looking out. She's like, oh, I didn't get a pass, I need to figure out. And in this version, he sneaks up behind her and starts talking to her, which is how he gets her in the car. I love that. That is a lot, like a little bit different where like if some stranger just pulled up in a car, like, hey, you what look, are you doing? You look like you need a ride. <laughs> Every, right, I got candy. Every woman's <laughs> instincts in the world. I mean, it may be a little bit different because she's obviously sheltered. But every woman's instincts in the world is like, no, no, thank you. I'll walk or catch a cab. Yeah. I'm not getting. I don't care how handsome you are, sir, or how fine your suit is, and the fact that this car obviously looks stolen. I'm not getting in here with you. This is a three thousand dollar Italian suit. He probably ripped. You do not off say no guy. to the suit. Yeah. It's got blood marks on it. <laughs> I, I killed for this suit. <laughs> Which is the best endorsement ever for a suit, by the right. way. Suits yeah. like, so you good, owe me. you'll kill for them. So, um... Yeah. We get to see a lot of Shalnark's ability in this episode, um, which I love. Because clearly, like, unfortunately, you can't see my notes, and I will not reproduce them on the website because I'm too lazy. They don't make any sense, either. But, um because all it says is Sherlock is fantastic because um, they did add that scene which I thought was actually really well done mm-hmm. with the, uh, the little filler thing where like the cop that they called right. was uh, under his control was all, you know, was little... yeah um, we saw her and we detained her you know, it's, yeah. it's we put her in a cab and she's going back home mm-hmm. I still love seeing him like doing so much with that like 1998 cell phone <laughs> Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kirpik is like, no, no, fucking, let's let's see where she really is <laughs> with my iPhone. It's like, do you have a map of the city? He's it's like, like, who uh, just has that? All right, exactly. I'm like, oh, oh, well, let me pull that out. Hold up. I was like, hang on. Does my phone work? <laughs> hang on. Let, let's. I'm a tourist, so of course I carry a map of York New City with me everywhere. And he pulls. And we up. all have iPhones, so we all have Google Maps or not Google Maps. I guess he Apple Maps. I guess he can't. And we know how fucked up that is. I guess he can't douse on Google Maps because digital technology, whatever. No, it's it's because iOS six messed up his <laughs> right. ability to douse. Exactly. Like he's like, I don't know. Your it says your your daughter is at this location. 
it's in the middle of a, of a lake. <laughs> yeah. In France. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I guess you hopped at the original and then drowned. But, um... Like, Thank you, Apple Maps. He obviously sees that she's headed towards the hotel um, where the auction is being held, so they continue heading towards the um, cemetery building, which is apparently the name. Shows that they have terrible naming systems. So, they're sat down... But I thought it was... I thought it was actually awesome how, like, what the hell's at the top of the building? Like, it's this restaurant, right? Oh, not all the like, way at the top, but it's somewhere, but, it's like a mall building, um, I think, where it's spread out, and there's a bunch of different facilities inside. Um, I guess it, it's a mafia-owned building, so they called it something like the cemetery building, but... Um, as you go higher, there's different stuff. Because, like, there was obviously a hotel in there, too. Um, because they put her in a room to rest. And they obviously were having dinner. I don't know. They were having something. But, um, we get to see her her ability. Um, was this the first time we saw it? Or the second time? This is the second time. The first time was that she was in the car. Right. So like, she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like oh. we've seen Ghost Rider before. So Ghost Rider and it's it's midget hands. Has yeah. Hands. Um, strong hands. She. Yeah. This is That's my strong hand. Like I wish I could tell you right now how sly as all the fucks this is, but he um he heard from a friend which like warning bell should be going off like crazy like at the very least she should have a rape alarm fully blaring in her head not even considering any of the other things this guy might be trying to do to you um he heard from a friend which means he's been stalking you that he's going to um that she's a fortune teller and she's like oh yeah you know i i um i tell fortunes people say i'm pretty good she's like he's like okay so why don't you tell my fortune she's like sure I'll do it for free never mind that my father gets hundreds of thousands of dollars for this each time I feel like she doesn't realize that her father gets money from it that's possible yeah I agree because there's no way that she'd just be like she does not understand the worth of her ability Yeah. so she's like I just need your name and your age is it where you were born to um, yeah, but and it's it was the what was it? It's uh, she needs his full name, birth date, and blood type. Ah. But in Madhouse, they didn't actually talk about his age much because I'm sure that if she w- if that was brought up, <laughs> there's no way the math would have worked out. So he's because um, again, this was written like ten years ago. He's 26. Oh, um, yeah. His name, his full name is Crollo Dusselferg. So, like, it's just trying to make his the name is as difficult as yeah, well, as possible. It's, <laughs> I'm. St- it's like the Ellen Salmon. It's, it's just Lucifer. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still going with Lucifer because it's it's better for the imagery and everything. But she she goes ahead and she writes out um, these poems. This poem, sorry, and she she introduces how, um, the concept of the stanzas, how each one of them refers to a different week in the month. And, oh, you know, the month has already started, so the first verse has probably already come true. And he looks at it, and he reads the first verse um, in his head, obviously. And he starts to get... Dude, I love... Go ahead. I love the the image of when he looks, and the purple in his eyes, and the glare, and everything is just... He gets a little choked God, up. God, house. Yeah. Grape face. Because, yes. um, obviously, the first, the first stanza is about Uvo... 
and his death. And of course, Neon has no conception of any of that. She doesn't pay attention to any of the Mafia news. And they really have no idea that he's dead. So when he goes to say, oh, you know, you are excellent because this first verse is totally true. Let me explain to you what it means. And she's like, no, 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 no. Um, I'm superstitious because I'm a fortune teller, obviously. And I don't want to know what's in there because I feel like if I know, um, I may affect what's going to happen in the future. And they have this little philosophical discussion about, you know, whether she believes in life after death. She's like, no, not really. But that's just sort of a BS thing um, that I copied from this fortune teller I looked up to. And Carollo, for some reason, knows exactly who that is. And what I like here is that that comes back at the end of the episode. Um, uh, In a wonderful way. Yeah, Carollo incapacitates her in this really cool uh, way where he's walking and it looks like she just spontaneously doubles over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And he catches her and he's like, oh my god, room full of guards that I just posed this so I would be encircled by you. Get someone. This girl just fainted. And they're just like, no. Do you know where you are? We're not getting any doctors. It's like, what is wrong with you? This is Neon Nostrad. She's famous. She's worth a lot of money. People are trying to kill her. You can't just let her die on your floor here. And the guy's like, God damn it. Yeah, she's an idol. I like how no one questions. It was like, well, who the fuck are you? Why are you (laughs) with this young girl who's so important? It's like I was just walking with her randomly, right next to her. Liar, we were just watching you on the monitors have lunch with her for like six hours. No. <laughs> It's like, well, obviously I'm her boyfriend who's only concerned enough to make sure that she gets into a bed and then leaves immediately afterwards. That's who I am. So they call for an ambulance because she's famous and the tendons, some of the tendons like her. So, you know, you can't let her die on your facilities, which was a stupid move. Like, we have all these rules about how we're going to enforce security and we're just going to break all of them because some dumb girl passed out. And um, we get to see this guy... Again, names are not my forte. Um, with the eyebrows, uh, who was slightly annoyed by the Zoldics. Did he even have a name? I, I don't think he like gave his crappy, name. I think wannabe green, green Beret guy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he actually gave his name because he was like at the other end of the conversation when they were like, I want my name to be blue. I want my name to be green. And then the Zoldics were like, Silva. Yeah, I just called us cool, Silva. Silva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait. And that I, was not okay, a color. And I'm Zeno. like, like what? Like, yes, that, that's not a color. Is that like a color? Yeah, it's not a color. In, in don't Chinese? be stupid. I don't know. <laughs> it's like no, those are our names. We're the Zoldics, yeah. and as a professional, as a professional courtesy, should you, an assassin, ever need anybody killed, call this number. I'll give you a thirty percent discount, which is like the best, um, like epic shade on everyone there. <laughs> Like, I totally laughed when that shit happened. I was like, oh, yeah. That nice. was the best. I love the shit talking. <laughs> it's like, y'all yeah. ain't nobody. So if you need anyone it's to like, die. It's like, don't be afraid. We won't kill you. But again, they didn't show how this actually happened. But he ends up getting, or one other guy ends up getting captured. Um, the other. Not the dude with the eyebrows. The guy with the, the thing on his eye or whatever. Um but um, he's he's uh, before that happened. He's watching the monitors and he sees that um, he sees something happen. Um, we just see Neon spontaneously pass out, and he asks the guy to rewind it. He's like, "Hey, can you rewind this monitor?" And the dude is like, 
yeah, because there's a rewind button on my keyboard. Of course I can. He rewinds it, slows it down, flips it, reverses it. And dude is like, yes. I'm so glad I was here because I'm the only person who could see something like this. And you are clearly a killer, so I'm glad I was here to hunt you down. And of course, like you said, Crollo captured the guy and injured him. And apparently he dragged him upstairs while bleeding. Just right. just to make sure that dude would be able to find them in this remote location. Wait, I thought he he got someone else and then, but he was following the trail. He was following the blood trail, basically. Right, right, right. Like, he was just following the, the, the trail of blood, and that's how he found out that he was there. And the dude was in the chair. He's impaled. Like, he's got, like, knives on his legs, and he's wrapped around this chair, and he's sneaking up to him. And the dude with the eyebrows, like, suddenly throws a knife and misses... Except in the manga where he actually hits the guy who's laying on the ground or on the chair. <laughs> Poor dead yeah, guy. Yeah, he catches it in this one. Right. Yeah, yeah. He caught it in both anime versions because, again, you can't. I guess you can, I don't know, you can kill people off screen, but you can't stab right. their bodies with anything. Apparently, that's. But you can do, right. like, reverse stab. You can pull a knife out of someone's <laughs> body that's already Correct. there. Correct. Because uh, Carollo pulls, like, like, almost a whole. Like a pen that was almost all the way in this guy's head. Yeah, just rips he does it out. That. I thought it was awesome because in the first anime, that was not shown at all. Like that was shown in the manga. And then in this one, it was like it's super bloody all over the place. It was fucking awesome. Like, again, kudos, Madhouse, for finally going no censor or, uh, you know, limited censorship. Going part of the way. Right. I mean, I would rather have this scene where he pulls it out rather than the knife going through this guy's head because it's through his brain rather than his little chest. So, this guy thinks he's so awesome. Yeah. He's like, I've courted you. Prepare to die. Uh, but before we go into that... <laughs> <laughs> my name is Green Barret Guy. You killed my friend. Prepare to die. So before we go into that any further, um, let me backtrack over the prophecy because this is also important to discuss. Um, there's different wording between this and the Viz translation for the actual physical copy of the manga. Uh, we get here, the calendar loses a precious component. Um, the remaining months gather to mourn. And of course, if you think about the calendar, as far as we know, the Gregorian calendar has 12 months. Um, so the remaining months that gather to mourn would be the next 11 people, and the spiders have 13 members, um, ostensibly, I guess, 13 of them. Um, they only literally have 12 members, because Hisoka is fake. So I thought this was a really nice touch, um, in the first verse. Um, the mourners play a melody while the 11th moon quietly rises. The chrysanthemum withers and falls to to lie on the ground beside bloody scarlet eyes, but you will remain supreme. Even after losing half of your limbs, enjoy the interlude. Search out new allies. East is the direction to go. You'll find one who awaits you. Yeah, in the Viz version, a.k.a. the translation directly from the manga, it goes, Forever said a precious moon is lost. The others mourn him with ceremony grand. Rising up to heaven, the mighty moon of frost, with a melody from the morning band. Harvest barren, wine spilled, lover slumber, beside the bloody scarlet eyes. Though cut in half shall be your number, tis not lost, wherein your advantage lies. Amuse yourself with the entrant, with the entract, 
seek out new friends once in a bind. Perhaps to the east one can be tracked. The one most needed, you're sure to find. Like the, the anime version is a lot clearer, I guess. Like the only problem would be like if you don't know the significance of the chrysanthemum, which I don't. Um, but obviously in the manga, it's a lot. The language is a lot more flowery. It's a lot more mystical. It's a lot more okay. Clearly, like I need some sort of mystical bullshit to the English dictionary to figure out what you're talking about there. Um, the frost moon is basically the same as the eleven moon as the winter moon. Um, so you still know that refers to Uvo. Obviously we can't discuss any more of it other than the first stanza. Um, which is that Uvo dies, as we know, and then they honor his memory. And it comes to mind, hey, what would a group of relentless, unfeeling murderers do uh, to honor their friend who loved nothing more than to be in the midst of a fight? And going back to where we were in the episode, uh, he gave the order to the spiders uh, to go wild. Um, and he tells them to, in honor of, of Uvo, go absolutely crazy. Uh, no restraints. And of course, this is when we start to see the scene with Franklin and Shizuku, which I don't think she did anything. We see Phaeton and Finks. Yes. Heads getting sliced off, heads getting twisted off. Uh, we see Will Smith shows up. Um, like a jerk, Shalnark uses him as a meat shield. Yep. <laughs> um, Balnev is there, we don't get to see him. Like, Machi, um, you see, she suspends some dudes from midair and she controls their limbs to fire at the guys in front of her. Meanwhile, Hisoka is, like, at a building a million miles away, standing up, watching everything. Uh, whereas he was a lot closer, I think, before. Dude, Pakunoda with a shot to the net, to the guy, like, point blank, though, too. That was added in. Head. Right? Um, I mean, um, granted, the shot took place off screen, yeah. but... The fact that you heard the gunshot and then the gun pulled back, like after you know the recoil, and then the smoke came out, like it would have been cool if they would have added blood splattered. But you know, again, what can you do? Yeah. And here we we also the other interesting thing is we get to see um, Krollo's nan abilities, um, which involve the book that he always carries around. Um, he brings out. Well, we didn't really get to see him bring it out. They, I think they were already there at the time. Mm. But yeah, this guy with the eyebrows, he's clearly been bitten to pieces. And he's like, why? Why can't I feel pain? Why am I not bleeding? What's going on? I should be dead. And he's like, how am I still alive? I'm in pieces. It is interesting that you bring that up, sir, because I will explain to you right now why you should be dead. As I calmly go over to this window, it turns out some horrendous jerk came up with this nen um, called Indorfish. Let's assume it was me, because I'm terrible. Um, right. And by me, I mean Krolo. The, yeah. the Indorfish are a type of creature that can only be summoned in enclosed spaces. It's good to know. The room is sealed off. Um, it turns out that they have this incredible desire for human flesh, and they will just chomp it right away. And... As they're doing it, the person can't feel pain. They don't bleed. But if the Nen is taken away, they die instantly. And he goes over, gets the remote for the window, and is like, okay, let me do this in the most dickish way possible. Like, instead of closing the book, 
Let me open the window and let them disappear one by one. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, it- and then he just immediately surely. falls. <laughs> well, slowly but surely, his like body starts like he starts feeling pain, and then his body falls, and there's a trail of blood. Uh, again, if you haven't read the manga, I would consider, and then you like gore and violence, I would recommend that you pick it up. Because you get to see this guy's gut spill on the ground during this particular scene. Like, his whole entire just intestines just fall. And it's not censored or anything, so... And if you don't like blood or gore, then I'm not sure why yeah. you're still here. Yeah, right, exactly. But you have um, up to volume 19 available on um, digital download from Viz, so... Yep. That's nice. Uh, if you can't find uh, the volumes, which is pretty likely... Yeah, I mean, volume, what was it, 18, uh, 14, and I believe 8 or 9, either one of those. I mean, you could find online um, use for like $30 or so, I think, but don't. You could buy one online for 4 yeah. or five nine or four nine nine. It's 5 bucks. so. I mean, if money is no object, you know, have that. Right, you can go for it. You can, you can pay support someone on Amazon Marketplace. Um, right. But the the comeback line, which I thought was fantastic, is like he when he's talking to Neon earlier about whether she believes in the afterlife. He's like, "Well, you don't," which is great, I guess. But I believe yeah. in ghosts. And since I believe in ghosts, I'm gonna honor the dead, and I'm gonna do that with this requiem. And I love the scene um, in the first anime. I still love it here. Um, he, he takes on the role of a conductor. And he conducts the Requiem of Blood, basically. They... And the most epic battle scenes start to happen. I wouldn't say battle, but uh, slaughter. Or, slaughter. Right, slaughter. Mm-hmm. Right, the most epic slaughter starts to happen with amazing music, amazing animations. Everything is dead quiet except for the music. I and I think it happened earlier, too. Yeah, it started right? a little bit before this um, with Franklin right. and Shizuku, but then you get to see everyone else um with the exception of Polonev because we don't really care about what he does but you get to right. see everyone else Kuratopi or whatever yeah cuz i still One don't think i still don't think Kuratopi has like battle abilities but i'm sure he does cuz yeah. in the group so you have to have some but right. those two we don't get to see anything we don't see Hisoka do anything right now um but i think there's some further stuff to come but you know, like this is this is the spiders at their most deadly. They're working in concert with a singular aim, which is we already stole all the crap from you, right? But we don't care. We are completely fucking you up because you messed with us. Mm-hmm. And you guys, the fun part is you're not even aware of the extent to which you messed with us because it's not really your fault. But we don't care. Mm-hmm. The guy that did this is working for you. You may not know who he is. We don't know who he is. But we're going to kill people until we find him. And this this whole thing is really, like, not really poetic. The, the imagery is poetic, obviously. And, it, again, it calls back to um, what happened the previous episode with uh, Gon and Nobunaga. And Gon is like, well, if you care about Uvo so much try showing um, that same sort of empathy and sympathy to other normal people that really didn't do anything to you other than be in the way, I guess. And we see here um, 
what Carollo is willing to do for a friend and by extension what everyone else in the spiders is willing to do so they have this bond between them that's equal parts like non-existent and equal parts like way like blood is thicker than water to the extreme Mm -hmm. like they will do anything and kill anyone um in the name of their friends but at the same time they don't give a fuck right right (laughs) which is i think why their dynamic was so interesting to me um from the first time i saw it and it's really weird to see people like not root for them uh with Mm -hmm. which i just noticed on this forum like people felt the same way as gone and it's just like why they're so so much more charismatic than any of the lead characters I think it has to do with age, honestly. Yeah, but as, I was as, like... as an adult watching. But the thing is, is like it depends on what your age. Because I remember when I watched this series back in 1999. I think it was like 18. I didn't really 19 when I first. Right, right. Like, yeah, like I mean, you were still at that age. But if if you're like 14, 15 years old, it can, it's a completely different thing because you're you're more in line with Gone. And you look at these guys, and yeah, whatever. They're they have powers, but to them, it's not. They're, they see black and white, you're either good or you're either bad. Like, there's no in-between, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, we don't really learn here that there's a gray area with the spiders. Um, it's, they're all very much presented as the villains in this arc. And they are. There's, there's no two ways about it. They are evil um, in the context of this arc. Like, everything they've done from the very beginning has been to, to screw with the end result. Um and they could possibly get in the way of the heroes, even if they weren't um, the people that offed Kurpika's entire clan. They're after the items from the auction, which we would assume would include um, Greed Island, which Gon and Killua are here to get their hands on. And that that very much is um, against the heroes, even though, like, if, if not for Kurpika, they never would have gotten involved to the extent that they did. But, you know, they're in direct opposition, and by human conditioning we're supposed to be against them but like i feel like they were written in such a way that it's very difficult to pull against them for an extended period of time yeah Yeah, i think i I think at a certain point uh reading watching the series and reading i realized you know pretty early on that like everyone in hunter hunter ain't shit yep and so it's just really um you know, the good guys and bad guys are just depicted by who's the protagonist and the antagonist of what, whatever arc it is. Yeah, because... Well, I feel like it just... Everyone's out to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... that's I will relate this to the same thing, like, in um, Game of Thrones or whatever, yep. that there really aren't any, like, bad guys. They're just out to get whatever they want. Among- and sometimes they their their goals cross. In this case, and they happen to cross, and clearly... One was seen as a bad guy, but from their point of view, they're just trying to they're like they're just seeing as a challenge. Like that, they're all here to do is just to fuck shit up. Like among the human characters in Game of Thrones, there aren't any clear cut bad guys. There's some people that are pretty much into rape and murder and such. But it, well, yeah, but it's not. It's it's one, that's like sorry, that's kind of like um, a side effect of the times almost. Mm-hmm. Like this is what dudes were into back then. Um, Everybody's doing it. Right, everybody was raping and pillaging. But mm-hmm. here you kind of have, like, okay, yes, as hunters, we kill people when it's necessary. Yes, some of us take pleasure in that kind of thing. But these guys, they go too far. Um, mm. 
they kill people that aren't even related to things that's going on. And and obviously, like any group that you can imagine as having 13 Hisokas doesn't really need to be on this planet. And <laughs> like, just gotta be real here. Or do they? I mean, like, in the future... They have a purpose. It, They're here to save right. us all. In the future, right, I mean, they and... may be pretty important with what's going on. Like, you could mm-hmm. consider what they're about to do and what may be out there, hey, having people this strong on your side may be a good idea. I mean, but obviously they've, um, and they will, and gone has to a certain extent, pretty much peed on any chance of, hey, let's be friends. But, like, you never know, like, things bind you together even though you may not necessarily want to work with this person. It's like, mm, I want to die, I want to live more than I want to be morally right in this situation. And, I mean, the more we learn about the spiders, the more we learn about um, the city that they're from, which I won't go too far into, because a couple episodes they'll show a picture of it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to go a little bit more into detail about it, because now we know more yeah, information. Yeah, we have all the information. And it's not really, like, at this point, it's not really plot-relevant. Um like, it, it's not going to spoil us for stuff later on if they give us this information now. But right. you can see how they became the kind of people that they are. It's pretty clear to understand. But, like, everyone else is coming from this position of privilege. You're coming from a place where you've not been that person born next to a nuke that, like, doesn't understand what complete abject poverty is like, what it's like to not have anyone love you in your whole life. Uh, what it's like to have to feed yourself from basically second one and having to do it in a world that is very much out to kill you. So, like, things like this, people like this are created. And and um, Krolo, um is different from a lot of the spiders, I think, about half, in that he doesn't really look evil. I mean, obviously in an anime sort of way, yeah, he does. But he doesn't come across as an evil character, especially in his interaction with Neon, um, like, well, I think it's there's the different. There's there's the Crollo that's got this hair down, yeah. bandage, you know, and there's the Crollo who's got his hair slicked back. You could definitely see the upside down cross. Who's wearing his? He's got the, the pimp coat. Cape, yeah, right, his pimp coat. And then there's the Crollo that's depicted on the covers of Volume Eleven. Yeah, he looks like a monster. Who is super? Yeah, it's like a monster realistically, like. It's kind of weird to describe it. I mean, a lot of the cover uh, images on the volumes are kind of weird as it is because it's too realistic at times. Yeah, and sometimes it's really um, goofy. So, right. It's like he's experimenting with art styles on the cover. Um, yeah, I mean, it started off like, "Hey, there's Leorio on the back of this turtle," and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Here's Kuropika half naked with a chain around his head." Like, yeah, there's there's one. <laughs> I, I think it's on volume nine. Um, with Kurpika and Krolo facing off. Um, that's also really dark. Um, but let me not get too much in the way of you guys. Any Anything else that you want to bring up um, in the context of this episode only? Like, try to keep it there. Right, right. No, I gotcha. Uh, Bullet Beast, I'll give it to you since you weren't really saying much of that part. That's fine. Let that's you have fine. the first word. Yeah. the uh, Just really, the whole Requiem, how that went with the music was probably just some of the best stuff uh, that, like, in the entire series. Like, definitely, this that moment uh, solidifies why this is my favorite arc in the entire manga. And I really, 
I really like the way they went with the ending, with just letting the Requiem continue to play. Uh, for the most part, it doesn't really go with uh, the pictures, but personally, for some reason, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but uh, when the ending gets to the part where it's just showing the different spiders, it felt like it synced up. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's how I felt. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I, I thought it was a really great episode. Um, I kind of really enjoyed how they've they've been sticking to the manga and really like left it at that um i know there's a lot of filler scenes and then in the first anime version that some people were complaining about um that some people say it doesn't make any sense um but again it's it it, once again depends on where which version you saw um if you just watch the manga then of course you're going to be like what the hell why is that scene not there um whereas if you read the manga then you realize that it's basically it's it's the true representation of what was on page even though every once in a while there's a little scene here and there to kind of give you a little bit more information. Um, but I, I believe that Matt has doing a good job so far. Um, I would really like for them to change the song in the beginning <laughs> and the end. That'd be awesome. Uh, some sort of animation that is not as happy and and whatnot. I mean, I understand that it's a dark, it's, it's a dark series, but it's also a happy series because it has its moments um, but if you really think about it from this point forward, um, it only gets darker from here. Um, I mean, I wish we could at least get something in the middle, you know, compromise. Right, right, right exactly. I mean, I, I, I had no problem with it in the beginning. Like I was saying, it's, it was a really good, you know, opening theme. Um, it was all about adventure and discovery, which is what the beginning arc was really all about. Like the beginning, like he's off to go get his hunter license and he meets his friends and now he's trying to get through all this stuff and, there's really not that much like killing or anything until the hunter exam per se when Hizoka goes crazy, um, but that's very minimal. And there's really not much death until the uh, hunter uh, or not the hunter exam, but the celestial or the heavens arena. And I, I now that we're in this darker, you know, people's our heads are getting killed with pencils or pens. Uh, people are being manipulated and shots are going everywhere and there's death all around. Like, I feel like they just need to really portray the theme of the, or the tone of the series more. Um, but again, it's episode 51. Usually you say 52 episodes, right? It's usually like, if I haven't changed it, um, with long running series, I think they change once a year with the opening. Um, mm-hmm. the ending changes more frequently, usually every 13 episodes, but, or 26 but i don't know what they're gonna do madhouse i guess they're not really into switching out singers maybe they would prefer to spend that budget on licensing and royalties on art that's fine yeah you know what if yeah. actually yeah if, if i had if you had to make if you give me that choice or that ultimatum being like hey we could spend that money on a new opening or keeping the episodes being as pretty as they have been because in all honesty the animation has been flawless. Like I have nothing to complain about any like, especially for 51 episodes. At no point did I feel that the art dragged at all. No, I'm surprised we're this far. Like, I, it felt more like 35. I will say, even though I like, they really should not have made that decision with the two letters Tamachi. I mean, 
God, what's her name? Mito. To Mito. Oh, right, right. That would have been a whole different like, I would have liked to have seen that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked it's, to have seen those two episodes. <laughs> it's Ahsoka sending letters to Machi. <laughs> right. Like, what I'm up to. It's like, oh, I got mail. My dearest Machi, burn. <laughs> <laughs> In this old, like, English accent. You see Hizoka riding by candlelight. Like, you know, he's like, like writing it in the masterpiece theater clothes. Right. It's like, it is now Morrow. Like, <laughs> like after coming back from a long day of hunting. Right. My muscles ached and I wished I longed for your presence beside me to ma- massage the kinks away. But alas, my dear Machi, time and space separate us as though the fates yearn to keep us apart but i swear someday we will meet and oh it shall be glorious let me stop and the joke is that the whole time like machi has not been getting the letters it's just been going to like this wherever <laughs> the current spider's headquarters is and everyone's laughing and <laughs> And she's not in on or the joke. Old... Like whenever she shows up, they'll just shut up, and someone will or be maybe... covering his mouth and giggling, and like they'll be holding Shizuku down because like she would totally <laughs> say what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like reading Ahsoka's diary, like... but not. Maybe in my mind, it's like, uh, like you said, it's their their ex hideout, and they're they're really they're receiving the letters now. It's just this old, quaint coffee shop with this old lady running it, and she's receiving these letters. And in her head, she's imagining this different person that's not Hizuka <laughs> at all. That he doesn't sign letters and he doesn't put hearts. Right. There's no way to know it's him. Right. It's just, it's just like she has a completely different mind of who's actually writing <laughs> like, this letter. She's secretly swooning over the letters, like <laughs> sneaking glances at Krolo, and he's just like, like, I don't know what's going on over there. Right. <laughs> like, Machi's being a little bit weird. She's been staring yeah. at me for the last two hours. I've been pretending to be reading this book, which is, like, full of Nen stuff, so there's no real information in here. But no one knows I'm, that. I'm going over my own stuff. It's basically. like, in here, I have my iPhone conveniently placed, and I'm watching home sex videos of me <laughs> and Pop Noda, where it's yeah. kind of weird to do this with you staring at me. So we need to resolve the situation. It's just like... Like, secret admirer letters. It's like, well, if it's not the boss, who could it be? Meanwhile, Hisoka is just being obvious <laughs> as hell. It's like, I wonder Aww. how she feels about my letters. Yep. And dude's Agnimo, like, she totally loves it, bro. Like, you should confess, for real. They should tell her it's you. And then he did, and now she hates him. Yeah, actually, there we go. It was probably Uvo. He's like, you should tell her. And he's like yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no need for him to tell her because she already knows. He yells across the room, God damn it, Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka. He writes the letters. He loves you. <laughs> he just wants to be with you. And now it's just weird. Everyone's just like, okay. It's like we halfway want to vacate the room, but we halfway want to see what happens next. So we'll just all it's clear. Like, I want to go anywhere. Ahsoka's well, already left the look. room. He just dove out the nearest window. It's like I would gladly risk my life just to see what this is, like how this turns out. It's like I'll clear my throat and stand up as though I'm leaving the room, but not actually go anywhere, just to see what happens. Ah, oh, that would be the best. 
Geddes. Yeah. All right. So where were we? I don't know. Um, thoughts. We're, yeah, we kind of went off in a. Yeah, we're done. That that was that was the thoughts. Fan fiction. We kind of went theater. off on a tangent. Yeah. yeah. It it all stemmed from your Freudian slip of instead of saying. Uh, you said machi letters. Yeah, Mito. Right, they should not have done Instead that. Instead of Mito. Really? Right. Well, they need no, they should have. After 13 and 26, um, 25 episodes, like really? Uh, I don't. No, we didn't need that again. But I don't know. It's just maybe they're like, okay, we're just gonna put this in here because we don't have. We need time or something. I don't know. Even though at the same time, there's worse. There's series that have gotten that far. And have put three recap episodes. <laughs> like, um, Evangelion had a recap episode. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, but... like Gundam Seed Destiny had three recap episodes. And like two were toward the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. I enjoy. I enjoy the fact that okay, fine. Take those two episodes away. It's forty nine episodes. So far, it's been all story. Granted, they like played around with it. Took out some parts. Um, but it's been consistent, like I was saying. Um, art's been holding holding up. The music is great. Um, the voice acting is really good. I know some people have some problems with it too. Again, it's just Still? it's hard when you're like, yeah, because they're comparing Crollo and like how the first time around he sounded a lot more cooler, and this time he doesn't mm-hmm. sound as cool. But I'm like, uh. Whatever. He sounds. I, again. He sounds kind of, at least in the conversation with Neon, he sounds kind of insecure. But like, it makes sense. He's emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would be too if I learned that one of my guys died. My strongest guy died. Yeah, and I loved him, sort of. Well, I mean, I shed a tear. Mm-hmm. That's oh, uh, more on the animation. There's still so much attention to detail. Like, I'm looking at screen caps of the episode. Mm-hmm. And you can still see the inner workings of the of uh, Franklin's finger barrels, like yeah, finger gun no. barrels. I mean, that definitely is there. It's like they're they're Madhouse is is paying attention to a lot of little detail. Like if you look at the book, when Crollo like pulls it out, it's the exact same like details as the one on the cover of Volume Eleven. Like it's all there and they're doing all sorts of little things here and there and i mean that last scene that last little image of crollo just with his eyes closed as and it, it like it kind of looks like a portrait to me it's like basking in and, the death i'm sorry right and and that like was just looked awesome and that's why again i'm glad that the series is back i'm glad that the series has been doing this good um why people aren't watching it uh i beats me uh <laughs> But again, people tend not to like good things because they yeah. like popular things. If anything, I would say uh, people who love the show and want their friends start bugging them to watch it again because, like a friend of uh, the the podcast, yeah, friend of the podcast, Peterson, uh, yeah, someone told him that I was like, yeah, this is awesome, and then he checked it out and he was like, oh god, <laughs> fuck, where have oh, I been? I thought- this oh, I thought time. you were talking about Funk, because Funk had, hadn't watched it at all for the longest time. And then he started watching it now along with this, because he hadn't, like Foxy had been bugging him about watching it way, way mm-hmm. back then, back in the first anime. But 
I'm glad again this is reaching a brand new audience and you know new fans coming in and asking about it and all that stuff. So I'm I'm glad that that Madhouse decided to pick this up and it looks like they're you know not planning on stopping anytime soon. God forbid. Yeah, I know. No. Right. Yeah. No, no. I mean, the only the only thing that I've been hearing around um for predictions as to what happened to um that one character that hasn't shown up yeah. Um, yeah, he so, needs to show up. Yeah. Well, the reason why they're Somewhere they're like this is what the 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 reasoning is is that they didn't want to have him show up in episode, you know, whatever and then not show for a long long time. Yeah, you kind of forget because, about him. Because yeah, you forget yeah. about him. And then when but he shows up they're like, "Oh him, yeah, he's that guy." I didn't yeah. realize he was a thing. Right. I, I so thought that's that why. was just Hey, remember this guy? I thought it was just like he was just a plot device. It was like you're this guy's actual friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, so. I remember you said you were on a mission to do this thing, and it turns out you were actually trying to do it. That's cute. Yeah. So that's maybe why, like, this is going to be, like, where that's, like, it, they're going to introduce him, and it's going to be more built around that so that it's a little bit more in sync and not so much time goes by. But I don't get it because other series pull that shit off all the time. <laughs> I know it. It happens constantly, yeah. especially in a in a big shonen series. But um, like One Piece, I don't yeah. think Manos has well, done One Piece. Fucking Naruto, Bleach yeah. did it too. Like Manos, I don't think has done a shonen series since Claymore, and Claymore was only twenty six episodes. So maybe they don't feel with the company philosophy. Maybe they don't feel as comfortable doing that. But like that's a token thing in long running series. You introduce a guy. Um, his path crosses with the main guy and then they separate and he shows up again later and you're like oh you were important right yeah mm-hmm. and then you praise the author for being awesome and being like oh my god he introduced him so early and like he remembered it so it was kind of like it makes sense and yeah but so anyways um that's it for me as far as thoughts go and everything so Good, I appreciate it ending. So this is when yeah. you heard my <laughs> you heard my thoughts through the whole episode. So this has been episode forty eight, ignore what I said at the beginning. Of the unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast, I would like to thank you guys for listening. I'd like to thank Diego and Bullet Beast for joining us. Thankfully no gimmicks on their names this week. Maybe you will remember them. Um the website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com twitter.com slash hxh podcast facebook.com slash hxh podcast ssaa network.freeforms.org xhh damn it it's going so well so close <laughs> hxh podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us uh, the voicemail number will also be up in the website within the continental united states i assume or whatever your phone plan will let you do thank you Good night. We're up on yeah. uh oh. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say we're up on iTunes. Give us uh, f- that five star rating or give help tell us actually no, give us five stars and then tell us how much we suck. If that's how you really feel. Because then we will <laughs> notice five yeah. stars and then shit talking. Any sort of criticism you guys have, please go ahead and share us. Tell us how it can be better, you know, what you like, what you don't like, because again, this is a work in progress that so we're trying to see things through and trying to be better just be 48 episodes in just be specific like if you think there's something we can do to improve or something you would like to not hear anymore like tell us exactly what it is 
Okay. Sounds yeah, good. Be real. Yep. All right. Good night. So, see you guys next time. Later. Later.